following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? I'm the Nickel City Nightmare, and this is Common Debauchery. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Common Debauchery, the last episode of Common Debauchery of 2020. So we are here. It is New Year's Eve, and I am going to talk to you riding solo, flying alone today about one of the, what's supposed to be one of the most fun nights of the year and what ends up being normally one of the biggest disappointments of the year, and that is New Year's Eve. It is New Year's Eve, and here in 2020, New Year's Eve looks a little different. Normally, people are getting ready. They're getting dressed to go out, dressed all fancy in their, in their black dresses, in their, in their black tie attire, and going out on the town. Well, if you live in certain parts of the country right now, there's no town to go out and be a part of because, you know, 2020 sucks. And, you know, that that gave me the idea for this episode to talk about what, what the idea of New Year's Eve has become and what, like, where it came from. Like, so, so what it was when you were a kid, like, remember, remember when we were, when you were little, and I'm sure it's a little bit different for everybody, but when I, when I was a kid, all right, the New Year's Eve was that one, one of those special days a year that you got to stay up late, later than usual. Uh, for me, you know, I, I remember growing up eight, nine Sometimes 9.30, 10 o'clock curfew, depending upon if we had school the next morning. Um, you know, I used to fight and struggle to stay awake to watch Sabres games. And then my parents would tell me to go to bed. And I had my little tape deck Walkman um, that I actually used a pair of broken. And this is, this is throwing it back to, you know, back in the day before AirPods and Bluetooth and everything. Uh, I actually broke a pair of headphones and I kept them. So I had the little earpiece that I could lay on to listen to the rest of the Sabres game while I was laying in bed, pretending to be asleep. Um, so that was always, that was, that was fun, but like that's, you know, because you had a bedtime and you had to go to bed, you couldn't just stay up and do whatever you wanted all day. Um, and you know, New Year's Eve was one of those days that got to break that mold. So, you know, New Year's Eve, always started off as something special, even if it was just for that, you know, even if it was just for the ability as a kid to stay up a little bit later, eat, you know, eat some sugary snacks and, you know, maybe have a cup of pop, like actual pop soda, depending on where you're listening from Coke. If you're down in the Cajun country, which I, I would love for somebody, if there's somebody in the Cajun area of the world, that listens to this, uh, reach out. I would love to have you on as a guest because the Cajun culture fascinates me in so many ways. But um, I, I got a little off topic there. You know, the you got you got to got to stay up, 
drink some, you know, drink some sugary drinks, maybe eat some sugar snacks, some chips and dip, whatever your, you know, dessert or I guess we can call that stuff dessert. It's not dessert traditionally. Like you think of cakes and pies, cakes and pies, cookies, cakes and pies, but you know, that, that snack type food that maybe you were limited to throughout the rest of the year. And maybe you got more than just, you know, for me, it was the, the, you know, chips and dip, the bread bowl and with, uh, with the dip inside and things like that. Um, and you know, you got to enjoy those things and vibe in those things a little bit. And then on top of that, you know, you got to stay up late, which was always fun. But then, you know, midnight hit, you go, I got to watch the ball drop and mom and dad were like, all right, go to bed. And you're all jacked up on Mountain Dew and, you know, Mountain Dew and Starburst and you're ready to go fight the world. But, uh, you know, so, so we start with this exciting time and that, you know, on, on top of that, you know, so on top of the childhood, we call looking back on it with graduation goggles of our childhood of like how fun and awesome that was. Then you hear about how, you know, you start to hear as you grow up, you know, New Year's resolutions, things you're going to do differently this year that are going to improve your life from last year or that you're going to be better about from last year. Um, you know, the most common ones that people sit and talk about or you, we see all the time, especially by the post-New Year's gym boom, which will probably be even bigger this year than normal. Um, you see the, you know, the weight loss, the healthier living, healthier lifestyle, things like that. And, you know, it, it's hard to, it's hard to not have this feeling that the new year brings hope. The new year brings change. The new year brings every other campaign slogan from Barack Obama ever. And I make that joke, but I mean, that it's true. You know, the 2021, it's not going to be 2020. Like 2021, you have one job, be a little bit better than 2020. And, you know, we put a, put a lot of hopes on these things. We put a lot of, um, you know, hopes and dreams on these things. And we people tie success and failure to it, essentially. And not, not really success and failure, but they, they tie a lot to the turning of a new calendar. Um you know, I can tell you, like, if you really think about it, what's the difference between today and tomorrow? Today being New Year's Eve, tomorrow being New Year's Day, today being 2020, tomorrow being 2021. What's the difference? Nothing. It's another day. We put significance on it. We put, you know, we, we basically what we do is we put significance on a new calendar year being important and being a big deal because, A, it gives us a starting point but also gives us an ending point. Um, it gives us an ending point of, oh, I've been eating like crap. Um, I've been being lazy. I haven't been working out. Um, some of this is very introspective for me. And, you know, new year, new year, new me. I'm going to change it. I'm going to be better. I'm going to make sure I do better in 2021. And then this gives me the excuse and the reason to just do and eat and be whatever I want through the holidays, stuff my face with buttery, carby, starchy goodness at Polish Christmas, if you're me um, or my family, and then go to another another family house for New Year's Day or Christmas Day and stuff your face with steak and potatoes and 
stuffing and alternate stuffing. If you have that one family member who decides they want to bring different stuffing for a different palate change uh, or different, different taste for those with a slightly different taste palate, I guess. I don't know. There's the story there about alternate stuffing. It's not mine to tell. I'll, you know, we'll cover that another time, but the, uh, you know, then, then you kind of get to, you know, see, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll go with normal years. Um, because again, 2020 is weird and you know, what's normally for me, a family gathering of, you know, me, the two of us, my parents, my sister and her, uh, her husband, my cousins, their significant others, and then other cousins, their kids and significant others. And then we've added, um, parents of significant others, stuff like that throughout the years. And, you know, it could be 20, 25 people this year turned into just the six of us in the immediate family. And then a zoom call with another set of five or six and their immediate, you know, of their immediate family. And then another five or six of their immediate family talking via my dad's iPad. Um, so that's always fun. And that's, you know, break that down into how, however you want to break that down, but that's how that worked. And, uh, you know, so it was a little different this year, but in normal years is what I'm talking. So normal non COVID years, that was what the, you know, the general idea and expectation was. And, you know, then between those, you know, after those two, you get the, the friends givings, the, um, your, you know, the, the friends misses and, you know, where you get to hang out with your friends and eat leftovers or make, you know, food or do a potluck of leftovers or whatever and exchange gifts and go, you know, and have parties and get togethers. And then it comes up to New Year's Eve where, you know, there's drunken debauchery and good times to be had by all. And then it's time to get to work tomorrow morning. And then what happens? We wake up with a hangover where we stayed up a little too late. We don't feel like really getting out of bed. If it falls in the middle of a week, maybe you have to go to work the next day. So you're like, uh, okay, so I have this Tuesday off, but I got to go to work on Wednesday. And, you know, if you're me, it's going to be New Year's Eve tonight, New Year's Day tomorrow, and then tomorrow night I got to go into work for an overnight 16. So that's uh, a little bit different, you know, so I'm probably not going to be, I can tell you I'm going to struggle to be a little motivated tomorrow. But, uh, you know, that's, it's just one of those things that, you know, that 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 was that was New Year's and Christmas and the holidays, like in your excuses. And New Year's Day, the new year, the changing of the calendar, gives us the 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 drop dead date, the deadline for those those things, those those poor choices, those poor life decisions, those, those unhealthy habits that you get to then walk away from and be like, "All right, I'm good, and I'm going to make changes." And more often than not, like I said, we wake up a little tired, a little hungover, and oh, okay, you know, how many people are going to wake up tomorrow and be like, eh, it's Friday, and then there's a weekend, I'll start Monday. Well, you just started 20, 2021 off with a big L, big old L. And, you know, that's not what you want to do. But that's a good 11, 10 to 11 minutes here of talking about New Year's and New Year's resolutions and changing things for the new year. But what I am actually here to talk about, you'll have to forgive me because doing these things alone and not having a guest is tough. I just have to sit here and talk and talk and talk. And I don't really give myself a ton of notes for these things. I just kind of let it happen organically. Uh, when it's a conversation piece and it's me and a guest, the conversation kind of just 
I let it happen organically because it's easy to. When it's me, I have to try to keep my thoughts straight. And because I don't like overly planning what I'm going to say, I like having ideas. I don't really write much down and I get distracted by myself, lose track of where I was going with things. So you'll have to forgive me if I get off track from time to time. However, I do try to keep these ones a little bit shorter than my conversations with people because, I mean, who really wants to hear me talk for more than much, much more than a half hour? So let's go back to the, the fun, exciting time of New Year's Eve. The riveting experience, if you will, that is the changing of the calendar year. And like I said, when we're younger, when we're kids, it is us and our families staying up late, Sweet treats, soda pops, and sugar crashes at the end of the night. Then you kind of get into that middle school age, you know, the probably fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. And maybe you have a friend who has who whose parents will let you know let them have people over. And at least I can't speak for the youth of today, but I can tell you when I was that age. You know, that literally meant hanging out, playing video games, and doing the snacks and cookies and cake and junk and stuff for, you know, just with your friends instead of with your mom and dad and siblings. Um, you know, unless you were the family who had people over, in which case maybe your friends, your family and siblings were involved as well, but, you know, some of your friends were there. And, it, but it was more of the same. It was more of the, again, junk food and pop and, you know, just having fun with your friends. And maybe, you know, when you get into that seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth grade area, you know, all of a sudden, like, maybe it becomes a co-ed party. And maybe, you know, you guys are hanging out in the basement with mom and dad leaning an ear down the, you know, down the stairs a little bit. But that turns into maybe a, a game of spin the bottle or truth or dare or something. And it, you know, but, but there's still that excitement. There's still that build because, you know, on maybe on a normal weekend, you don't necessarily get to stay up till 12, one, two o'clock in the morning. And, you know, especially if your parents are more cool about stuff like that, you know, maybe, maybe it was one of the few times a year you got to spend the night at a friend's house. Uh, I can tell you when I was younger, um, sleepovers were, not always something that were over easy, you know, overly easy because uh, my mom worked weird shifts with nursing and, um, you know, my dad being a nurse manager was, they were both very busy. So staying the night at someone's house meant trying to find a way to get me home at a weird hour. Um, so maybe New Year's Eve was one of those times that I got to do that because it was a holiday and like, even though my mom may have had to work, my dad may have been off or vice versa. So you know, there's, there, there's the excitement there. And, you know, then, then you get into the older high school era. And I know for a lot of kids that might mean imbibing in more of an adult type of soda pop that maybe you're not supposed to, but maybe you have that friend whose parents are trying to be the cool parents and don't really see the issue as long as, you know, they're supervising and so on and so forth. And, you know, whether you do, you don't, I'm not here to judge. That's not my, that's not my point. But, uh, you know, we end up getting into that realm of the New Year's Eve party as, as we say, as, you know, as we know it as adults and, you know, the junior, senior year of high school maybe starts that. And maybe back then it's a bottle of blackberry brandy and 
you know, crappy gin because that's all you can really sneak from mom and dad because they don't drink it. Those bottles have been sitting there for 20 years and they're not proud. They're probably not going to miss it, but you know, you go with that. And then <laughs> for some people that maybe turns you off for other people, maybe you think, you know, you're being super cool. Like back in the day, maybe, you, you know, got your older brother to score you a six pack of Zima and thought you were the coolest guy on the block because you walked, walked into a party with a six pack of Zima and Zima commercials looked cool. Really, and all, all you were was a pack of Marlboros. Marlboros. Never been able to say that well. Um, pack of Newports away from being that, uh, you know, that weird guy that's hanging out, you know, five hundred feet from a school in a dirty flannel with a beat up leather jacket over it. I don't know. I used to wear leather jackets and flannel shirts, but they weren't ever really overly beat up, and I never smoked, so. I really didn't describe myself there, but I just pictured this weird, grungy guy. But back in the day, when you were a junior or senior in high school, if that was you, you were the coolest guy on the, on the block because you got, you know, you got some booze that mom and dad didn't, ha- you know, you you didn't steal out of the out of the dusty liquor cabinet that mom and dad haven't looked at since their wedding. I make that reference knowing that my, uh, you know, my parents had that liquor cabinet when we were younger, and you know, I, I and I also have to tell you, I I was never. I didn't drink in high school um, at all. Uh, I didn't. I think the first time I had any type of alcohol was after my senior year of high school. Uh, I was at a baseball tournament, and then after that, it was after I stopped playing college football. But uh, you know, that was just one of those one of those things. You know, like I, those things happened. I was at parties that those things happened at. I just didn't partake, and you know, that's that was the but that was exciting. That was you know, oh, we all get to get together. You know, that that was up there with homecoming and prom and those, those special nights that you got to do things that maybe you know normally wouldn't get to do, go to a friend's house, stay up late, spend the night, so on and so forth. Um, you know, and especially, especially around those ages, like when, you know, we, like I, again, I'm speaking from my experience, but you know, I wasn't afforded much alone time at my house with my girlfriend. So maybe you were thinking like, Oh, you know, go to a party and, you know, me and, me and my high school sweetie get to, you know, maybe get to wander off into a side room or something, you know, cause there's going to be enough of us that maybe parents aren't going to notice a couple people missing here and there. And maybe we get to fool around and do some over the pants hand stuff because, you know, that's super exciting when you're in high school, at least back when I was in high school, I don't know. I don't know what happens these days. And I don't, I don't want to know what happens these days as, as a high school coach. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to ask these questions, but my point being, again, it's just this, this excitement, this, you know, this, this idea that, this is going to be a fun, awesome night. And then you go to college and it becomes, for most people, again, not everybody, it becomes a night of drunken debauchery. And now this is common debauchery. So, you know, I, I can tell you that drunken debauchery was fairly common uh, throughout my college career out and about on New Year's Eve. And some of those nights were a lot of fun. And there were there was lots of beer pong and flip cup played. There you know, was the jello shots and God knows what else and the occasional naked lap and getting to embarrass your buddies when they get skunked in a game of beer pong because your boy was pretty damn good at beer pong and his friends did not appreciate it. But I digress. The, um, you know, those days, those game, those days ended up with one or two ways, either a really fun memory with a hangover and a good breakfast in the morning, or it ended up being a rough night for one reason or another. And you woke up the next morning with a hangover and hopefully somebody thought enough to either keep some food around for breakfast or you had a plan for breakfast because if you didn't, 
you know, it, it was pretty, it was pretty rough, but, uh, you know, so then, then you get out of college, right? you, you, you get beyond the college years and you still do the drunken tomfoolery. Um, you know, I, I remember, um, one of my later years in college, uh, we went back to Fredonia to the house that, uh, my girlfriend at the time was staying in and through a new year's Eve party in Fredonia because we knew the town would be empty. The town would be pretty dead. The local police department, um, they cut, at least at the time they would back off on staffing both the, uh, the trooper barracks over there and the local town police or village police backed off because there weren't the, the college wasn't in session a lot. Everyone went home, so they didn't have to worry so much. So we being a little, you know, just under an hour away, packed up a couple cars, went back to the house and threw a party. And that was awesome. It was, a, you know, a little bit, not, not really a rager, but it was a good time. We didn't have to worry about, you know, anybody underage popping in because, you know, most parents of 18, 19 year olds aren't going to let their kids drive to Fredonia to go party with their college friends. They're going to say, why can't you party with your friends right here? And the other part of it is when you're a freshman or sophomore like that, you are excited to be home to see your high school friends still. So, you know, instead of the couple high school friends you still keep in touch with coming with you back to Fredonia, you know, it was us and our Fredonia friends that all lived in the same general area that went up there with a couple high school friends that, you know, wanted to come hang out too. Um, the one the, the next year we ended up at somebody's parents' house at, you know, a weird drunk fest. One of those nights was awesome. One of those nights was, you know, pretty, uh, pretty crappy with, you know, I can tell you that I, I did not have a good time that like, I take that back. I had a good time, but there was a really bad like hour mixed in there, um, for different reasons. And again, when you, then you get out of college and those turn into house parties at, people's houses or apartments that they're renting. And then it turns into, Hey, we're old enough. We can go to bars. Let's go to a bar for new year's or let's go to a, um, a public event, uh, like the ball drop downtown, the ball drop in Niagara falls, the ball drop in times square, which sidebar, you would not catch me dead at times square for new year's. I, I don't know what it would take to get me in times square on New Year's Eve, but I dare any of you to legitimately make an offer that would get me to Times Square on New Year's Eve. Legitimately dare you. Like, if somebody told me, if you go to New Year's Eve in Times Square, I'll give you Super Bowl tickets for free. Flight, stay, and game. I would consider it. I'm not saying I would do it. I'm saying I would consider it. That's the that's the bar. That's the starting price. Tell you what. Pay off my house. I would consider going to Times Square for New Year's Eve. But those become things as you get older. Those become events that people like to do. You know, you get maybe you go to somewhere a little bit fancier for dinner and then you go out for drinks at a nicer establishment than your local uh, local watering hole or drunk bar. Townie bar, whatever you want to call it. Maybe, maybe you go to something a little classier, something a little bit more, you know, more, more, more fancy, you know, and, and for those of you, you know, none of you can see me. So you're just listening to me. That was the pinky up fancy. Um, and you know, it, it just becomes, it, it goes from being this thing that you're 
excited for and looking into looking at as this what's going to be an awesome fun night and it starts to become a project it starts to become a job it starts to become a responsibility and what ends up happening is you put so much emphasis on it you put so much intrigue and excitement and uh, I'm running out of adjectives here because I'm you get it, you know, my, my mouth isn't working as fast as my brain. And it becomes a huge letdown because it's never as good as you want it to be. There's always, you know, oh, I had other things to do today and now I'm late getting ready and now I'm in a hurry and I forgot something. And then we get to the restaurant a hair late and now we have to wait for a table because we're a hair late for our reservation. So they gave our table away, but they're going to give us the next one. And then, you know, traffic is a pain in the ass. And then and the list goes on and on and on. And by the time the actual fun is supposed to quote unquote start, you realize that you're in dress clothes, which you don't necessarily like wearing. If you're me, I'm not a dress clothes kind of guy. And you're standing in an overcrowded place playing for overpriced food and overpriced drinks and you're uncomfortable and you just kind of want to go home. So then you hit this fun this fun phase of dialing back <clears throat> to a more mature version of the previous step. So you go from hanging out with mom and dad, hanging out to hanging out with friends and their mom and dad to hanging out with friends with mom and dad upstairs, other room, whatever to college to house parties and stuff like that, or maybe even a bar party if you can find a local college bar that does like a $20 all-you-can-drink type deal and feel like guzzling down plastic solo cups of Bud Light all night. Um, you know, you go to that, you go to, you know, then those become <coughs> more house party type deals. And then you know, you go to the fancy thing. So then after, after you get tired of the fancy, you're tired of the I'm I'm an adult and it needs to be this fancy, awesome, you know, in a dress or a suit. You go back to the house party. You go back to the gathering with friends. But instead of it being an absolute drunk slop fest, it becomes a just casual drinks and snacks and food with a few close friends and... Then you hit a point where sometimes you just struggle to be up till midnight. And that kind of sucks. It, it sucks when you hit that point of like, it's a small gathering. It's, you know, uh, I can tell you that one of my, one of my friends last year got together with, it was him, his girlfriend and another couple and him and his girlfriend ended up kind of watching TV and the other couple were kind of snoring on the couch by nine 30. And you know, that's, that's what New Year's becomes until you start the cycle again, but you're the parent. Um, you know, and when you're the parent, you become the parent that is watching your kids and, you know, letting your kids stay up late, eating sugar snacks and Mountain Dew and going from there. And the cycle rebuilds. And then you're, you end up being, instead of the one going to a friend's house, well, you might be excited that, you know, your kids are going to a friend's house and you can have a couple of your friends over to have a few beers and wait for the kids to get home. And then you get to become the parents that are worried that your kids are doing something stupid 
with other parents while you sit around, have a few beers, or maybe just enjoy the night without the kids in the house, but you worried about what they're doing. And the cycle continues. So what's my point? I think my point is this year is going to be interesting. Tonight is going to be interesting. Um, I can tell you if you've made it this far, I commend you and you get to, you get the, the knowledge that I will be attending a small gathering of about four or five other friends and we'll be sharing appetizer type snacks and the occasional cocktail and that will be our small low-key New Year's Eve. Um, you know, trying to keep things small and simple. Ooh, sorry. I had a, a late night play in NHL with my boys last night, so a little, little yawn there. I need to go make myself a cup of coffee when I'm done recording. But, uh, you know, it'll be a small gathering. People that I have seen sporadically throughout quarantine, um, that I do spend a little bit of time with, that we've all been very safe, all been very conscious of what's going on in the world, but also not overly willing to just sit around and do nothing for days and days and weeks and weeks and months and months on end. So we will be getting together and hanging out. And I'll tell you, I'm excited for it because it's going to be low-key. It's going to be, you know, there's not a lot of expectation. It's going to be hangout. Uh, people are bringing snacks. There's going to be chips and bread dip. And somebody said something about ribs, maybe. I don't know. But we're going to eat. We're going to play games. We might play some Birio Kart, which if you haven't played Birio Kart, I highly recommend uh, as a fun New Year's Eve thing. It is any version of Mario Kart, but uh, you it, you add alcohol to it and you have to finish your drink before the end of the race, but you can't drink and drive. So you either sit there and chug it and then run the race. You pull over and take a sip or you stop and take a sip or you run the race, stop before the finish line, chug it, and then hope nobody catches you. But the whole entire point is you, uh, you can't drink and drive and you have to finish your fresh drink before the end of the end of the race. So, uh, that could be something that is on our docket today. Who knows? We could get a, an epic game of wee bowling going, but these are the adult things you get to look forward to when you start to realize that there's not a ton of pressure you know, New Year's Eve doesn't need to be something fun, but it is It is a good excuse to spend a little bit of time with friends and family because people don't have to work in the morning. Um, some of us have to work the following evening, but, you know, that's the condition of being in the field that I currently choose to work in or am forced to continue to work in that I chose to work in once. So um, that is going to be it for me. Um Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in every episode that I drop. Uh, I will be doing my best to re-up with guests and having it be more than just me pontificating at you for a half hour about really nothing or telling a story about my childhood, um, which is how I'm going to end this real quick. Um, probably a few years, probably five, six years ago now, uh, I was... Between, between relationships, between serious relationships, I should say, and I spent New Year's Eve with some friends, and there were there was the adult cocktail or five involved, and I ended up randomly striking a conversation with somebody that I knew and had always kind of gotten along with, but never really like hung out with much, and through <laughs> through a debaucherous evening ended up 
uh, planning a date with that person. And we ended up in one of the weirdest and most ill-contrived relationships of my life, which is generally impressive uh, if you have any semblance of knowledge of my dating history. So uh, with that, I'm going to leave you with the be careful. Don't Friends don't let other friends drunk text and call. For those of you youngins out there who might hear this before this evening, if you're a little drunk and staring at your phone thinking, should I text him or her? No. No, you should not. That'll do it for 2020 of Common Debauchery. Can't wait to see you guys in the new year. Like I said, I'll be doing, I'll do better about getting uh, guests on so you're not just hearing me talk. And as always, anybody who ever wants to join and talk about anything and everything under the sun, that is the point of this podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys have a great new year. I hope you guys had an awesome Christmas. If you celebrate or whatever holiday you do choose to invite in, or if you choose to invite in all of them, that's on you, and I love it. Uh, next time, invite me. And if anybody ever wants to come on the show, you are more than welcome, as always. Again, thanks for tuning in, guys. Be sure to check out the BICBP radio network at www.bicbp-radio.com. Uh, you can find this, my other two podcasts, Tip of the Cap and Hats, Tats, and Stats, as well as like 30 other awesome podcasts with other amazing creators. You can find all of us on social media. Um, follow, go find Common Debauchery on Facebook. Just search Common Debauchery. There's a, a Facebook page. We post things, the topics, discussions, so on and so forth. Again, anybody you find on the network, you can usually find on Facebook. Some have Twitter, some have Instagram. Almost all of them have Facebook. Excuse me, almost all of them have Facebook. Go check them out. Check us out. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a review. Anything and everything you guys can do is greatly appreciated. Thanks for tuning in. Happy New Year. And I will see you guys in 2021.